Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, and dedicated to silencing the chatter about what women should and shouldn't be doing as they age. Here to bring you stories about women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, women who are leading inspiring lives that make a difference to themselves and others, are Catherine Marino and Gail Zalitsky. Hello, I'm Gail. And hello, I'm Catherine. We are the active voice of Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. We invite you to join our podcast club, and we would welcome referrals to speak to your organization or group. And don't forget to visit our website at Women Over 70 to download the playlist of all episodes. Now, each week we showcase vital women ages 70 through 100 who continue to shatter the myths that we become invisible as we age. And today it's our pleasure to welcome Dolly Kennedy, age 94, to Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined. Dolly was referred to us by guest Sandy Rogers, who was episode number 61. Dolly is 94 and has lived in Phoenix, Arizona since 1971. Before that, she lived in Southern California with her husband, who was a human relations manager in the aerospace industry and founder of the Dolly Steamboat, which he named for his wife. Sold in 1987, Dolly has handled public relations for the company for over 25 years. She is known as Arizona's Dolly, a title bestowed on her by Secretary of State Betsy Bayless. Dolly serves as Goodwill Ambassador and gives presentations to networking groups, trade shows, events, conventions, and more. Seven children, nine grandchildren, and seven great-grandchildren Dolly is an inspiration to them all. An advocate for mental health, each year she walks in the National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI, in their walk to benefit the mentally ill. Dolly, thank you for being here and sharing your story with our listeners. When we spoke, you impressed on me the importance of helping others. It seems you've spent your entire life doing just that. Can you tell us when you first realized this need and how that has taken shape over your lifetime? Thank you so much, Gail. Yes, um, to me, helping others isn't something that we actually think about. It's just there. It happens. Mm -hmm. And we either choose to accept it or not. Uh, Looking back, I remember a time when I was completely overwhelmed with gratitude. Do I have time to tell you about that? Yes, please. Thank you. I was 17 years old, and I was a student nurse in the United States Cadet Nurse Corps. That was a program that the government initiated to encourage people to join the nursing profession. So I was in a great place to help others, big time. I actually made people smile I made them feel better, and it brought such a sense of fulfillment to me. However, I really didn't recognize that at the time, and years later, it came back to me. I was a contestant in the Miss Senior Arizona pageant years ago, and the first question they asked me was, what is your philosophy of life? Oh, my gosh. I never even put that into words. However, it only took me a minute 
to think of an answer, and it is that my philosophy of life is that we are placed on this earth to help each other. Mm. We can do it with a smile, a touch, a moment to listen, or in a humongous way. It just depends on the circumstances and, again, whether we choose to accept it or not. Mm -hmm. So that's my philosophy of life. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you have spent really your entire life doing just that, it seems, right? Can you think of instances through your life that you, that you have been helping others? Well, I think my greatest accomplishment has been the time that I spent with NAMI and again, the most fulfilling and gratifying because I was able to uh, be a facilitator and teach others in the family to family education class. Mm. So I noticed firsthand how the information in the class affected not only the members themselves, but their entire family. And so even to this day, I feel it is so important to share the information about NAMI, especially with COVID-19. As we all know, mental illness is on the increase, depression, um, suicide. So I feel like it's, again, our duty to share that information. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can do that. And, and was it your background as a nurse that, that moved you towards this? Or was there another reason? Uh, actually, there is another reason. Thank you for asking. Um, I have a member of my family, one of my sons, that was affected with mental illness, and he was diagnosed as such. Uh, however, I have seen a tremendous uh, change. He has he is now a member of society. He pays taxes. He's just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. and, um, and he's doing wonderful. He works five days a week in the mental illness field. And he's, like I say, he's doing wonderful. So I am so grateful. And again, I can't help but want to share it. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. And, and so how long are these walks that you do for NAMI? Uh, well, lately, the past few years, <laughs> my choice has been only a mile. However, okay. you, you can join and walk as far as you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you that you still do that. I think, I think that's oh, yeah. And in addition to that, Gail, do, you, uh -huh. do I have another minute? You sure do. In addition to that, um, when... When we walk, the day of the walk, uh, one of my daughters does Dutch oven cooking, and she sets up down at the Capitol where the walk is. She sets up her entire, uh, what should I say, cooking space and cooks in Dutch ovens and serves breakfast to the volunteers. Oh, my. So I think it kind of runs in the family because she definitely helps others. Yes. Well, you, you, you said you had seven children. Yes. I had five boys in that order and then two girls. <laughs> I'm so so I have blessed. a question for you, Dolly, if I may. Um, I can understand why your husband would name a steamboat after you, but I'm, I'm wondering how you got to be Arizona's Dolly. 
Uh, thank you. Thank you. Arizona's Dolly was, um, oh, that was fun. I just asked Betsy Bayless if it was possible. You know, Arizona has a singing cowboy and um, all kinds of, of different people that are um, kind of like celebrities. And so I thought, well, if they have an Arizona's cowboy, why can't they have an Arizona's dolly? <laughs> and sure enough, they did. <laughs> so it's fun. It's fun. It shows you have to ask for what you want, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. So what do you do as, as Arizona's dolly? Uh, just as you said in the introduction, I, um, I go around to maybe senior centers when I can a little, that's a little scarce right now, but, um, I go to senior centers or, uh, networking groups, wherever there's a group of people that are interested in having a speaker. Mm -hmm. And I get to tell people about the Dolly Steamboat. <laughs> So tell us more about tell us. <laughs> Yeah, it's been so much a part of your life. <laughs> tell, tell us about how it came into to being and, and uh, about the business that it was. Tell us a little bit more about that. All right. Well, the Dolly Steamboat is definitely a part of my life. Um, I have the best employers in the world. They're like family. So that's part of the reason that I guess I won't retire until I'm forced to. <laughs> Um, I get to meet great people and introduce them to the benefits of the Dolly Steamboat and Canyon Lake, which is absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And um, pardon me. And I also get to um, play dress up every day, which is so fun because otherwise I don't. I think I'd stay in my pajamas all day long. <laughs> <laughs> so it gives me a reason to get dressed, get out there, and meet nice people like you. Uh -huh. Yes, yeah, it's, you have purpose, right? Absolutely, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, thank I'm, you. I'm sorry that our listeners can't see you because you're, is, is the, how you're dressed today, what you might wear to one of your events? I'm sorry, I didn't get that last part. The way, the way you're, how you're dressed today oh, with your hat okay. and your, is that something that you might wear to one of your events? Yes, yes. You describe what you're wearing today? I can describe that I am always overdressed wherever <laughs> I go. I'm overdressed. And the reason for that is that when we first started the boat, first started the cruises, uh, my husband wore jeans and a white shirt with a bolo tie. And I felt like uh, he needed to upgrade that outfit. <laughs> and what happened when he finished building the boat, Gail, was that he said, okay, I built the boat. It's up to you to fill it with passengers. Mm. So I tried to think of a way that I would be approachable. Mm when I was out mm -hmm. and I came up with the idea that I loved wearing long dresses. So why not make that my branding? So I added great big flowery hats. I started making my hats with feathers and flowers and all kinds of outrageous, maybe even little birds, whatever. <laughs> and I carried a parasol and everywhere I went, including the market, 
I dressed like that. Mm -hmm. So back to my husband. I found a um, secondhand store that specialized in slightly used wedding apparel. And being the showman that my husband was, he accepted the fact that I could dress him to coordinate with my colors, whatever I wore. <laughs> and sure enough, he wore a pink brocade or blue or whatever color I was wearing, a brocade jacket with a velvet collar, pins pinstripe trousers, and ruffled shirts, <laughs> oh. plus, a, plus a riverboat gambler hat. So mm. it was special. Uh, I found it, found it really um, entertaining that most of the people from Europe that would come over absolutely loved his attire. And the ladies would look around and make sure it was okay walk over to my husband and put their hand on his chest and ask him, is it okay if I feel your ruffles? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. He thought he died and went to heaven. <laughs> and of course he said, yes. <laughs> and did they take pictures with you and him? Did they always. take pictures with him? Yes. I'm sure. Always, yes. always. So it was, it was fun. Yes. Yeah. How is it that he founded the Dolly Steamboat? Tell us a little bit about that history. Well, at the time, uh, he had obtained a permit from the United States Forest Service to conduct a business on government property, which was Canyon Lake Marina. And um, the marina was doing pretty well the first couple of years, but it was in need of additional income. So we were standing in, an in the marina parking lot, empty, when we noticed two tour buses going up. They passed right by us, and they were on their way to a little place called Tortilla Flat. I don't imagine you ever heard of that. No. Well, Tortilla Flat was an original stagecoach stop that was used when they were building Roosevelt Dam back in 1920. Mm. And these buses were filled with winter visitors on their way up there because it was a tourist attraction. My husband looked at me and he said, you know, there has to be a way to bring those people in here. Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, what do we do with them after we get them here? We had nothing. There was no telephone, no drinking fountain, no restrooms, nothing except a boat launch, a ramp to launch your boats. That was it. Hmm. And I kind of thought about that, but I didn't say anything out loud. PK looked at me and he said, you know, we're going to build a tour boat. Hmm. Oh, my glory. Here we are in the middle of nowhere in the Superstition Mountains, <laughs> the middle of nowhere. And this HR guy from the corporate world is going to build a tour boat. <laughs> Needless to say, I didn't think that was a very good idea. However, I had been married to this determined Irishman long enough to know not to argue. <laughs> so he did his homework. He placed a sign by the road that said Lake Tours. That's all. It was about a 12 by 14 sign, Lake Tours. Within hours, he was taking people up the canyon in his little runabout four to six passengers at a time. 
And then he graduated to a 20-passenger pontoon boat. And then two 20-passenger pontoon boats. That did it. He made out a business plan and presented it to the Valley National Bank. And three months later, they granted him a loan to build a boat in the middle of the desert. My goodness. That was the beginning, a 48-passenger double-deck tour boat. So that's the story of the Dolly Steamboat. Oh, my goodness. A wonderful origin story. Wonderful. Thank you. It is. So, you know, you so you have all these children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Do they all live in the area where you are? Unfortunately, no. However, I do have four wonderful children that live here, and I couldn't be more blessed. Mm -hmm. They are great. Mm -hmm. two, boys, two boys and two girls. Perfect. And, and any of the children or any of the grandchildren or great-grandchildren? Yes, I have, I have grandchildren, and the, oh my gosh, I could go on and on and on. <laughs> Typical <laughs> grandmother, right? right. Um, they are wonderful. The one comes over and is teaching me Zoom and other, <laughs> other things on, the, on my iPad. Mm -hmm. That is the challenge. Which? What I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, good. Yeah, good. Well, you are. You're on Zoom with us right now. You're mm -hmm. in Arizona and we're in the Chicago area. So, yes, look at what we can accomplish on Zoom. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so you know, you've lived a, a long, wonderful life. And we have a lot of listeners who are in their 50s through, uh, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s. And so... Let's let's talk a little bit about aging and, and what message you can give our listeners. Oh, me. Um, I guess the first thing is to keep a positive attitude. And, of course, that's always fairly easy to do when you're feeling well. Not too easy to do if you're not feeling well. So it's something I think that we all need to work on. We need to surround ourselves with positive people because that really does help. Mm -hmm. And I am a people person, so it does help me to be with others. And of course, at this particular time, that's not easy to do, right. but I do the best I can. Uh, we need to, like I say, a positive attitude is, is number one. And I do think that it helps for us to maintain as much of our independence as possible for as long as possible. For example, keeping your own checkbook, being in charge of your meds, being in charge of your own health, recognizing that we need to have a good diet, exercise, and um, learn, learn, mm -hmm. education, read, do whatever we can. And last of all, what about writing your legacy? <laughs> Are you doing that? So that's about, that's about the best I can do with that. I'm open for any suggestions, Gail. <laughs> <laughs> Are you writing your own legacy, Dolly? Uh, I'm 
it's a thought. Mm -hmm. It's still a thought. You should. I'm working on it. Yeah, it would be great if you did. Are you living independently? Yes. Yes. However, one of my granddaughters, when we were talking about all the different things that they do for me, another one of my granddaughters um, sends her cleaning lady over to my house to clean my house once a, once a month. So um, <laughs> I'm blessed. I am so blessed. Yes. yes. I'm grateful. Yeah. That, that's really wonderful. And um, yeah. So, so you're, you, when did your husband pass away? 14 years ago this October. Mm -hmm. And so how have you found life without him? Well, how do you manage life without him? Maybe it's a better question. Um, not easy, but again, I managed to have lots of friends. I'm very fortunate there mm -hmm. and uh, just trying to keep myself busy. Mm -hmm. I find, I find there's sort of a, a happy medium. Um, I love being with people and I need that. However, I also need time to myself. Mm -hmm. So, like I say, find the happy medium. What works for you? We're all different. So, find your happy place. And when it comes to cooking, and how, do you do that yourself? Oh, cooking. <laughs> you know, I used to cook for 20 people every weekend when I was raising, when we were raising our family. And why I say 20 people, because all the kids invited their friends. <laughs> and it was fun. But I'm through. I've been there, done that. <laughs> and, and, and now my kids bring me food. So isn't that nice? Oh, <laughs> can, I, can I have a few of your kids? <laughs> they do sound wonderful. They really do. They do. Oh, they're great. Sally, I'm, I'm, so, I'm thinking so about your legacy, and I'm wondering, I'm sure you have many, many photos of your life with a steamboat. Yes, And, and I you. was thinking you could do a really wonderful photo essay, photo legacy. Yes, I do have that. I did do that. Hmm. Like a photo I journal. I accomplished that, yes. Oh, good. Good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe you should take a class on uh, memoir writing. Take a class, I'm sorry? On memoir writing. Oh, that would be good. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there are, there are classes in your area that you could. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, my gosh, that's learn. a great idea, Gail. And there's a, I live really close to a community college. So that's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. So you, you continue to be active. What, what else do you do? Uh, let me see. Well, I try and do exercises or I don't try, I do them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, again, I take care of my own checkbook and, meds and doctor appointments and seeing people and what else that's about it uh-huh that's enough 
So Dahlia, I thought I heard you say that you won't retire until you're forced to. So are you still are you still uh, working with the steamboat? Are you still working as a goodwill ambassador? Absolutely. Um, I have my, oh, I wish you could see my car. My car has the Dolly Steamboat written all over it. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, um, a station wagon. Mm -hmm. And it, it has colorful Dolly Steamboat, the phone number, which is 480-827-9144. Mm -hmm. and has flowers and people will often pull up alongside of me and give me the thumbs thumbs up sign <laughs> so that's fun is, is there a website for dolly steamboat thank you for asking www.dollysteamboat.com okay <laughs> and you can you can look that up and it has all the different um it has a schedule for all the different cruises that we do uh, we do day tours, sunset dinner cruises, and an astronomy dinner cruise. So it will have all that information on there. Again, it's dollysteamboat.com. Okay. And the phone number is 480-827-9144. And thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> can, you tell, can you tell I do PR? <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't miss a beat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You live and breathe it, I can see. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So so is there anything that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Uh, any, any thoughts that you think might be valuable? You've already given us quite a few. But as we, yeah, as we close. I think the, the best thing, like I say, the best thing that we can do is just try and do something every day, no matter how small the gesture may be. Try and do something to make someone else feel better. Mm. Because actually, it generates the serotonin in our bodies and actually makes us feel better too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Lovely. Yeah. So I try and leave little notes every once in a while. No name. Just, you know, thinking about you, sending love, whatever. And uh, somehow the people seem to know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yes, I have a feeling you've brightened the area you live in quite a bit. I hope so. Indeed. I hope so. Yeah. They well, brighten mine, I'll yeah. tell you. Right. <laughs> thank you, Dolly, for joining us today. It was and, my uh, pleasure. And listeners, we want to hear from you. Become an active participant in our community through the Facebook group and, and our monthly Zoom gatherings. And we'll see you next Wednesday on Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Thank you for listening to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. In what ways are you shattering the myths that women over 70 are no longer relevant or visible? How are you celebrating aging? Join with us. Make your voice heard. Find us at womenover70.com. <laughs>